Welcome to HACCP Mentor, where it's all about helping you make your food business compliance easier. Sit back and relax as we get our food safety, HACCP and quality compliance on. Welcome back, everybody. We're on to episode three of Off the Menu, and I'm here with Peter Holtman. Hello. And my name is Amanda Evans-Lara from HACCP Mentor. And today, continuing on for our professional development series for the food industry, and looking at career paths and how to achieve what you need to achieve and get to the next level or even decide if you want to come into the industry. Today we're going to, in this episode, we're going to start looking at how do we actually find the opportunities in the market in this day and age. So, Pete. Hi. How are you going? Good. <laughs> Good to see you again. Absolutely. So, as a general rule, there's, there's heaps of different places we can look for a job. So I think we've nutted out around about six places that we're going to focus on in this episode. Sure. So let's kick off with the first area to go and find your job or your mm-hmm. next or the start of your career or change or whatever it is you want to do. And that's going to be actually picking up the phone or door knocking. It's that whole uh, cold calling activity, isn't it? That could be. I don't that. think I really like that. No. The whole thought of that. I think that's really what it is, though. I mean, you don't know the person at the other end of the line. You've got to get past some sort of receptionist or you've got to get past the front door. So you beat in the streets, walk up, knock on a door, go in and say, I want a job. I don't think it quite works like that, though, Well, does it? that kind of worked for me. Sure. Back when I went into public health, but that might be an exception to the rule. But it's still a viable option, definitely. Yeah, look, I think it is. I think uh, once you've identified the organisation and the industry you want to work for... Which is what we covered in episode two. Absolutely. Then this is about directly approaching those organisations. So let's call it that. It's about the the direct approach to these places. And so there could be a few ways in. You could literally walk up and knock on the door and ask to see... (laughs) <laughs> That's my imitation of a door it, knocking. Oh, that was door knocking. Oh, I thought that might have been the stilettos on Sorry. the street. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Often you don't need to knock on doors these days, do no, you? No, so ring the doorbell. Indeed. So I think uh, it's it's going in and asking to see the right person. So you will already have identified that person before you get there. It could be the QA manager. It could be the production manager. It could be the lab manager. It could be... Even the HR, you you might have asked to speak to the person in the HR about potential work. And I think one of the things that I've found over the years, especially if you have to do that cold calling, is there's always going to be a gatekeeper and that'll be the receptionist. Absolutely. So one little trick you can do is if you know the person's name, ask for them by name because that's going to increase your chances of getting through to them. And if the person says, or the, the gatekeeper says, why are you ringing? Just say you're returning that person's call. Yep, that would be an interesting <laughs> so approach, wouldn't it? Nothing so like starting starting your job search with uh, lies. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, the, the determined approach, <laughs> no matter what it is. Yeah. So I think yeah, it's uh, how do you get into these organisations? It's the walk up off the street and see somebody. It's the phone call, which you were just talking about. There. It could be an email. Yeah. I think it most could be an email. Most people these days, well, they probably don't even use emails anymore. It's probably some. Uh, chat app or something that yeah. someone's using. Well, in saying that, you know, every week I would get maybe four or five people approaching me, sending me through their resumes, asking me for a job. And this is something that I probably find I, I really, really dislike because they've made, made no effort to actually find out what I do in a business. 
you know, I got one this morning actually, some mob wanting to do some work for me. They were another training mob, but thinking I was a food business. So were these coming in on email? Yes, or? this was right. email. So they clearly haven't done their research mm. and my reaction, just delete. Yeah, Did not that. even I, – I quickly read it and just went, you didn't even bother to find out that I'm actually one of your competitors, so delete. It's that bulk email that people send out hoping yes. to, to hit somebody, so, the shotgun approach, right? That's it. Yeah, so that's I guess if, what we're trying to deliver here is to be a bit more targeted in your approach and to tailor the messages, particularly on email. You want to tailor the message to the organisation that you're approaching and definitely to the – the role of the individual that you're approaching as well. So if you're and personalise it, yeah, that's exactly right. So if you're after the HR person, you make it. Uh, yeah, don't write, dear HR manager. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> dear sir and or ma'am. Yeah, oh, that's my other one. I got yesterday, dear sir, madam. Yeah, could or, you not even look at my name and find out that I'm female? Or dearest, I just get De- dearest oh, these dear- days. <laughs> dearest. Okay. When Hello. did you change your name? Yeah, I know it's a Interpol. Yeah. <laughs> Witness protection. That's it. So definitely if you're going to go for this this approach of direct directing uh, your approach to a, to a new organisation, make sure you know who it is you want to approach yeah. and, and why you're approaching them. So if you're putting an email together, please do not write war and peace in the – In other words, uh, uh, you know, a 15-paragraph, 2,000-word email to these to these people. No one's reading it. No one reads that. Delete. Delete, immediately delete. <laughs> Absolutely. Keep it short and punchy. Let your resume do the talking for you and leave the email as more as a, a cover letter, which is yes, I'm seeking absolutely. work. I want to work for your organisation because of the following three reasons. Yep, X, Y, Z. Yep. My resume is attached. Please have someone contact me and definitely thank them for their time and consideration. Yep. So no matter how short or fleeting it might be. Yes, absolutely. At, at least be respectful and, and thank them for their time and make and sure. And even even if you say, I understand you may not have any positions at the moment, but if you could let me know where's the best place to find positions yeah. in your your That's job right. in your business that I would have, could and apply so for. All good sales pitches, and you're really pitching yourself for for a job. Usually, end with what we call a call to action, which is they have to do something. You don't just leave it open ended. Here's my resume. Thank you very much. Okay, what do you want me to do with your resume? Do you want me yeah. to bin it? Delete. Yeah. Do you want me to file it? Do you want me to read it? So make sure there's a call to action in there, which is as Amanda was saying. Please advise if there's any roles going that I could be qualified to complete. If I'm not. If you're not currently employing or if I'm not qualified for the role, could you point me in the direction of someone that is? So at least there's some follow-on action. Yeah. So. And then they'll choose then whether they want to reply or not. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. Yep. might be just out of the blue that they just happen to look at your resume and go, oh, this person's actually got the skill set that we're after yep. and we haven't been able to find anyone. Or maybe as a business they don't want to go to the expense of advertising and all of that type of stuff. So. Yep. It, it could be well worth it. Therein lies the art of the follow-up call or the follow-up email. Yes. How many of these should you actually do? I, I've had people do five, six, seven follow-ups to an email that I neither read nor had interest in reading. I'm just checking again. I'm just checking again. Checking in. Yeah. Don't need to do that. Maybe a follow-up is is good. And if the 
If you're getting a response at the other end or the timing's not right, then perhaps ask them about when is the right time to, yeah. to follow up. Because maybe they do a – maybe they're a seasonal business. Maybe, yeah. You know, they only operate from September till February, so they That's do exactly all their recruitment right. in July or something like that. Yeah. So Do not follow up on a weekly, monthly basis if you haven't been asked to do such a thing. I think the best way is follow up once. If you don't get a positive response to that, then walk away. Yeah. You know, uh, don't appreciate getting five, six, seven follow-ups. Saying, follow-up mm, did you read the last one? Because uh, the last one was me following up on the follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and another area if you want to go direct to is if you go to trade shows or conferences or things like that, you might start your connection process. Absolutely. During those events. Yeah, and an introduction as well. If you know somebody that works at that place, the organisation or the, the, the place of work, Perhaps they can get you an introduction to the person yes. that you're looking for yep. as well. And a lot of businesses will do that. They'll say, you know, they might put something up on their notice board to say, look, we've got some jobs going if you've got any family or friends. Yep. Not that it's good to get all family working together, but if you've got friends or something who are looking for some casual work or whatever, you know, sure. let them know. And yep. a lot of my clients do exactly that. So there's multiple there's multiple leads into an organisation. Try to explore as many as you possibly can. Yeah. And you know, that shows motivation. It shows commitment and it shows perseverance. And these are very strong attributes when employers are looking for employees is to have these qualities. doesn't mean you become a stalker. It, no. doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't mean you become a serial caller, in which case, oh, they're calling again. Everyone knows your name or they start giving you nicknames. You know, that's a, this, this is Tuesday Charlie that's calling up for another <laughs> job interview. We're not looking for those sorts of people, but uh, there's a certain amount of commitment and tenacity to getting a role that, uh, that's admirable. Okay, so that's our first line in is that whole show up, direct, so let's call it direct call yep. or direct our second one that we'd look at is maybe having a look on job sites. Yeah, so There's definitely. plenty of employment sites out there that list all these jobs on the internet. I think this speaks for itself. There's uh, Most people are familiar that there are job seeker sites. Every country every has basically country. got a job seeker and more than one. Yeah. You know, there's, so there's Seek, Monster, yeah, Indeed. indeed. Yeah. What else have we got? Well, it depends on the country where you're at. Oh, Read, Job Site, yep. Fish 4. Yeah, what, I think some of the UK ones, UK yeah, Fish ones. 4 in the UK. Yeah, Looter, I think it's called, E-L-U-T-A in Canada. And Workopolis, I think, is, Workopolis is, is another, another one. one in Canada. These are just examples for So for you can listeners. Google any of this in, in wherever you're located. If you yep. just Google you know, job employment site. Yep. There's government employment sites. So often you go to a government agency and they'll have on their own website positions vacant yep. or opportunities. And that's the same with company sites as well. So yep. that's, you know, if you if you want to work for Coca-Cola, for example, you would jump onto their website and maybe they have ads, you know, hiring or yep. not hiring. A lot of the big multinationals will do that. Same with the major retailers. Yep. will actually have it on their website. Some employers even keep waiting lists of people. I, I was working for an organisation briefly. I was working with, not for them, but I was doing some consulting work and they held a waiting list of something like 16,000 people. Yeah, oh, imagine being on that list. Yeah, I know. And, you know, there's, there's places that I've read, I think at the time it was uh, Virgin Industries, where you would pay to get onto the 
onto the, the waiting list and to get and you would pay for a job interview and that for I guess wow. rightly or wrongly that people were looking at that as motivation yes, how okay. motivated are you to work for that and these are I guess icon employers icon yeah. industries yeah so in that one we're saying that people are paying to get on these lists that kind of is very closely aligned to actually having a you go to a recruiter or someone like that and you let them know your skills and you let them find you the job yeah, or a headhunting a, firm. Or that's definitely another channel, like isn't that. it? Someone, someone is acting as a middleman for you. Yeah. And they, uh, so it's a, a job placement agency, a recruiting firm, it's a, it's a headhunting agency, it's whatever you wish to call it. These people will keep lists of jobs. Yeah, but you've gone to them. Yes, you've, you've directly gone, sought them out. Yep. And they they will do anything from just put your resume on file to develop your resume to give you interviewing skills. So what would you do at an interview? Yeah. They might do psychological profiling. Most people know about Maya Briggs and some of these sorts of tests out there because the employer is looking for a particular yeah. profile. So they're really the, the middleman between the employer and the potential employee. Absolutely. And so you could you could call up any number or contact any number of these recruiting agencies and firms and say, I'm looking to work for this specific company. Yeah, and Please these are my skills and attributes yeah. and knowledge. Well, they might so. say that one's not available, but here's a like company yeah, yep. that you could start working in. So that's, that's another foot in the door for you. Yeah, okay. So another one from that is... Maybe certain companies, maybe you're already working at a food company mm. and they may have some type of internal promotion system or a job comes up in another department or even another site if you work for a multinational. Absolutely. This is not just for the first time. As this is you're currently employed in an organisation, you're trying to develop your career track with that employer. So congratulations, you've made it in the door. You've found the employer of choice. Yes. <laughs> now you're uh, you're trying to, to move ahead, to either diversify your career or your experiences along yep. the way. I've Or to work up. Work up the chain. Or Absolutely. Go up the ladder. Yeah, move into a supervisory or management role or even an executive role and eventually maybe a C-suite role yep. as well. Uh, or work Can overseas. you just explain to people what's a C-suite uh, role? Uh, C-suite means chief of something. So right. chief executive officer, chief information officer, chief financial officer, chief anything. So. Chief, like fun activities on the weekend. Yeah, officer. that one too. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Workplace Chief bonding. Beach officer. Beach That's officer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I've I've worked for organisations who have said, "Hey, we're opening up a new office in Latin America. Is there anyone internally that wants to go and and work within that office, or even does anyone want to head up that office in, yes. in Latin yeah. America? And why would they do that? Because you've got transferable skills, which means they hit the ground running over there. And maybe if you've got the language skills, that's that's a definite that helps bonus. As well, yeah. But you've definitely got the organisational IP to move you across. So your person you'd approach there, you know, maybe they have that internal advertising on notice boards or things like that. But even just approaching your own HR manager and asking, look, is there any potential jobs that are going? You know, I heard that Larry's left, you know, he's not going to be the shift supervisor anymore yep. and I'd like to throw my hat in the ring Absolutely. to that's see, that. you know, or maybe you actually end up act in an acting position. Yeah, it's that level of proactivity that people that. are looking for, you know, that uh, you don't have to wait to be tapped on the shoulder that you're actually being proactive and, and being assertive and, and being very clear on where you think your career path is going. Yeah. So now another one that 
I see all the time, especially you know around social media. Not so much on Facebook, but I do see that Facebook does have like a work. They're they're trying to drag some work aspects into that platform, which I I really don't understand why. But if we stick with our main professional platform, social platform, that being LinkedIn, often I get emails from recruiters saying, you know, we've got this job, are you interested? That's true, yeah. And uh, definitely LinkedIn has its own universe now, its own ecosystem of employment. They've got the jobs section in as there. well, yeah. So those recruiters are paying to be there and absolutely. paying to direct or target people with certain skills and it's very easy to get in if, you, if you're not sure how LinkedIn search works. They actually pay to be able to advertise or direct market market to particular groups of people. Yep. So they might say, okay, food safety consultants or auditors or, you know, sorry, food safety auditors or yeah, food processing It's working on the back of it, extensive networks that it has. So it, it looks for ways of adding value to networks. So there'll be a, a quality manager food safety network in LinkedIn somewhere. There'll be something to yeah. that effect. That So that's it, another way, though, working in social is to get involved in those different groups. Absolutely. And then, you know, somebody might say, look, we're after – you know, someone to manage the weekend shift. Yeah. You know, do you know anyone? Yeah, there's there's chat that happens in these places or, we're, hey, we're offering a, uh, a research opportunity for somebody or, you know, we're, we're seeking uh, graduates, for instance, to, to work in this area or um, we've, we've got summer jobs or whatever it may yeah. be. So that's kind of going into that, our sixth one, which we, we were talking about networking, but that's yeah. it's probably more from a online networking where you're in a group and you're having that you may not have met the person face to face but you're starting to build a relationship around you know that person and that group and you know what they actually do day to day um, as opposed to going out and doing a face-to-face networking that's right never write off a a person and and their value to you later on you know that okay they might be you're looking for a, a microbiological role in a, in a lab somewhere, but you're talking to someone down the street that's a landscape gardener. doesn't mean that they don't have any future value as a, as a connection or as, as a person within your network because they might know somebody. It's the, right. this whole, they could be married to a microbiologist. Yeah, it's this whole six degrees of separation, right? Yeah. You know, it's Someone knows someone who knows somebody who's got something that, that you really need. So this is this what I call the black art or the, the knitting of a – Social networks and, and networking together is um, always keep those connections going and, and uh, connect them when you need them. Because it might even be you're going for a role and they're saying, oh, you know, we really need someone to do something that's not the role you're going for, but you might know someone that's yeah, looking for that. So it shows that you've got uh, problem-solving skills, you've got networking and you, you've got uh, a level of proactivity. So yeah. Networks are extremely important. One, it keeps us connected to our industry, it keeps us connected to others and, and ways of learning new things and new information and it definitely works as a valuable resource. And you could end up being that connector. So, yeah. you know, if just say by chance a recruiter approached you on LinkedIn and, you know, you reply back to them and say, look, I'm not the right person for the job because I'm quite happy where I am, but, you know, he's someone who... Yeah, you might want to give their details after you've asked that person, is sure. it okay, that they could connect to. 
Well, look at the, the recruiter's going to love you then. Yeah, there's all these roles now of social influencers, right? They don't actually do anything apart from influence product, service, and outcomes because they've but got really, a large do network. Do you buy that face cream, Pete? Because isn't it working? You know, Shakira, Does it show? Because Shakira wears don't it. have a healthy glow. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that's that's the perfect example of someone that has a very large network. Yeah. Uh, that can put it to good use for somebody out there. So just being an influencer is is a way of getting work as well. You might have a really popular face, Facebook page or Instagram following or yeah, whatever or it might t- Twitter be. Twitter because that's another area. Like if you're constantly engaging and, you know, it takes time to build up that trust with people. Yeah. So Twitter's a good way to do that. You know, see what the people that you want to work for, the company that you want to work for, yep. and that's a, quite an easy way to engage. Yeah. So I think this is this is where job getting is morphing to these days. A lot of the traditional channels of where someone might advertise in a newspaper for a for a role is being replaced more steadily with the social media, which is really about these maybe distant connections or synaptic connections out there that uh, you know it's one thousand people spark a response on something that works for you, mm. and uh, next thing you know, you're working in that space. So even though you mightn't be working in that space, you might have an opinion or be passionate about that space and you could become a thought leader on a particular topic. Oh, I hate that word. Oh, I love it. And uh, <laughs> you, you could be someone that has an a opinion. thought leader. Yes. You could be someone that has an opinion on that Imagine topic. what I could be a, a leader in with the thoughts that I have every day. We can't day. say that here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely not the place all the time or the medium for that. It's definitely somewhere in the bottom of a beer bottle or a wine bottle somewhere. But what are a, you insinuating? I'm not saying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think this is what it's about is these. you can have an opinion and be passionate about the industry and people can seek you out this way. Yes, absolutely. As well. This is all in this networking, you know, yeah. so be a good networker, be a good a good influencer or, or have positive impact on the, on the industry you want to work in. Yeah. Okay, so wrapping up this episode on seeking out opportunities, let's just quickly run through those six again where yeah. we're going to Find these opportunities, Pete. Yes, yeah, the up. direct. First up, direct. Knock yep. on the door, pick up the phone, send an email. That's the one. Second one was, this is where I'm testing Pete's memory here. Yeah, it's, um, I've got a brain like it's, a canary or a goldfish <laughs> right now. A goldfish. Yep. Mm. Uh, the next one is is being introduced in there or uh, uh, having connections. There's networking that's in there. The second one was actually job ads online. That's so, what I said. I no, said job ads didn't online. Didn't you say, ne- did you? Sure, I did. Right out. Job okay. ads online. And, uh, jo- so. Job ads online is the second one. Yep. Our next one is actually that, sorry, our third one was going through and seeing is there any in-house promotions yep. going on or maybe That's that right. was the fourth one. Working your way up the chain. The other one was going and doing your networking, whether yep. it be on social or face-to-face. Yep. And our other one was actually going straight to a recruiter yeah, and asking or headhunter. That's right. Asking them to find you a job based on your CV. But the most important thing, obviously, at this point is that, you know, when you're seeking out these opportunities, you do have your CV and your resume put together. You have listed and you've you've done some self-discovery around what your... What your skill set is and and how they would work within the organisation and know who you want to speak to and about your skill sets and your capability of working yeah. in that organisation. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so that wraps up this episode of 
Off the menu. Off the menu. And was that another test? That was another test. I should stop looking um, at my, uh, <laughs> my, my web feed, my shouldn't notes. I? Now, in our next episode, we're going to touch on actually going for that interview and getting your foot in the door and hopefully winning the job and then progressing through. So join us next time on Off the Menu. Off the Menu. Thanks, Thanks for Pete. listening. Thanks, Bye. Pete. You've been listening to HACCP Mentor. For all your food business, HACCP, quality and food safety compliance tools, check out our website at www.hacipmentor.com. You can also find all the links and resources mentioned in the show notes to this episode.